Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, heroes, welcome back to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. And friends, we're back with uh, a little something special here. Kind a of little. an empire. I, I, well, a an, an empire of stuff, I guess, if you will. But this is coming from an, an empire um, magazine interview, I think, that was done with Rafe Judkins. Yeah, this, um, you know, we were diving back into the books but man this came up and we're just like okay well we're let's just fire this out because it's big and it's just easy to kind of click through so yeah there was an interview with rafe judkins obviously showrunner seat of the wheel of time and he basically goes over a lot of the decisions they made and everything i mean it's like 23 points here we're gonna go through all of them but it's sort of he talks about the development like before the show came out and during filming why things are and a little bit about season two so it's just kind of interesting fascinating um it's really fascinating there's definitely some stuff where i'm like okay that makes sense and that causes me to sort of react to view some of the things a little differently there's some things that he says on that i call bs on and uh that's you know it's okay we read it you know read it for what it is and that's just kind of where i'm at but definitely some things i'm like okay i can see that or i can understand why they would make that decision and then others where i'm like i still think your decision was wrong so we're gonna dive into it both because we have a lot of people here as that absolutely you know positive people and a lot of people who don't like it so we're as as we're gonna play both sides here i'm down i'm down right like the white cloaks they play both sides (laughs) <laughs> they do right whatever works <laughs> so yeah so what this was is empire magazine um it was an interview and uh shout out to this guy here this is where i saw uno's eye patch on twitter sort of broke it all down and he's got it into a lot of different points here uh, and i think as is going to have them uh, up on the screen as well yeah. uh, and a nice little powerpoint doc he typed up so it just makes it easier uh, right to kind of see so this one's really interesting actually because this it has to have been before the show started mm-hmm. so it says point number one just take these are sort of takeaways from that interview race explained he was given a 250 page doc by amazon from book readers about what they felt could be improved and one of the main issues was matt's underdevelopment. so they gave him a backstory to deepen his struggle with being a hero so this is before obviously the show so this is yeah. before season one and this is some of the reason that they decided to change matt a little bit right. um I'll say this, and again, I think we've all we've all kind of I think even people who are kind of out on the show, I think we've all pretty much agreed that we all really enjoyed Barney Harris's acting. Now he's going to be gone, but I think the acting across the board I enjoyed and liked. There's any issue I had, I felt like was clearly a script driven issue. Um, but I do I do know right off the bat, uh, my brother, you know, my brother Jeremy, he's one of our uh, he's he's written and stuff to me and i've brought it up Mm -hmm. on the show and stuff like that and this is one of the things he was like at first he was like he really did not like the the sort of change to matt's character that we get in like episodes one and two right and you know matt is like stealing right to help his sisters out uh i guess i did you do you feel that matt's character is a little underdeveloped in the first in the first book 
See, I don't know. Um, because I feel like Perrin at the same time was also about like, like when you start the story, they're just these he Rand, it's about his backstory, and he meets these two friends who feel like they're just two buddies that are in the town, different, different upbringings, different whatever. But you learn about them along the way. And I feel like you learn a lot about Matt along the way. You learn a lot about Perrin. I feel like over the course of the whole story, you probably do get more uh, context. And there is more an, um, of an emotional connection to Perrin because of the loss of his family and everything that he kind of goes through with the two rivers. And once Matt leaves the two rivers, besides like running into his sister and some other uh, of, of the girls from the two rivers. Yeah, I, I, I do kind of get it, but they both felt that way. So I don't know if that's going to be a point that comes up here in a second because I haven't read every single one of these these bullet points. Right. But the idea that if you needed to do this for Matt, I feel like, well, they also did that for Perrin kind of. But they were kind of trying to accelerate Perrin's arc along further. But now right. they've added this layer of Egwene as backstory. You know what I mean? Which right. they really they, they took that moment and blew that up. And then they also did this with Matt and his father and his mother. So, yeah, I guess yeah. I mean. You know. Yeah, I guess I I could I can see the idea. I can see how somebody could perceive Matt's story as underdeveloped because it doesn't really start. Like Matt takes the longest to sort of start because of his tie right. with the dagger mm -hmm. before you really get Matt as the character he is through the majority of it. It takes like really like book 3 until you really sort of get Matt as the character he is. Um I ultimately, you know, I was fine with it. I didn't really have an issue. With him, it was just a different a different take on it. And then he gets yeah. the dagger and he is kind of the, you know, he is kind of the Matt with the dagger where he's kind of a jerk and not pleasant to be around, right? Right. But that's just the darkness from the dagger. And then he totally changes to this sort of fun, goofy, you know, almost comedic relief character for a lot of stuff in bars, you know, pinching girls and, you know, all, all, all of that, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know that I would say he's underdeveloped. I guess, though, is I'm surprised that I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious about this sort of document they got that said mm -hmm. that this, that was one of the things that Amazon, this, this document, right? 250 page document from Amazon from book readers, you know, who yeah. did they go ask how many book readers were in this study for them to all, I mean, 250 pages is a lot. For yep. them to say, so is this is the majority of Wheel of Time readers saying if you're going to before the show, if you're going to adapt this, we this is something we would fix because there's a lot of stuff I would fix in the mm -hmm. show. There's stuff I think they've done that is better and there's stuff there that I think I would that I would be fine cutting out. But that's not I guess that's not for me a change I particularly would feel the need to make. Yeah, I know. I, I wish this was a shocking change to me. Uh, Abel Cawthon is his father is somebody who we really like. And so it's a change for Matt that helps him grow as a character. But boy, it really puts his father down like a, a rung or two, even though he's not like a major character. It was still right. really cool to see him and Tam Althor be close and to be kind of friends later on in the series. And that's not necessarily I, I guess there's a, a, a an option there for his father to have some redemption or whatever, but it just, I don't know. He looks so bad right now, the way he's painted. It's, it's rough to see a comeback for it, but I'm not like completely opposed to it. It does totally, it doesn't totally change Matt for me, but it does for, I think people right. who weren't book readers, it is an emotional connection. There is something you're, you're like, wow, I feel for that character and his sisters. And yeah. Stuff. So, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe the idea was if you have him like stealing, it's going to show later when he gets his luck mm -hmm. that, now he no longer needs to do that. And so that sort of, sh sh I guess, to the audience can quickly kind of show, oh, hey, like the, you know, power and all the Tavirin and all this stuff that's going on with him. Like this is sort of the power of that. So maybe that's another reason they uh, they kind of did this. So, OK, let's move on to the next one as what do we got is number two. So Perrin's backstory was needed to introduce his later struggles to new viewers. And while COVID caused major rewrites, the scene in episode eight with uh, put on Fane was diverted to Perrin in a way that perfectly sets up his journey in season two. So yeah, we've talked about, we've talked about the idea of having a wife. I, I think some people didn't like it. You know, you could have had master Luhan. I think you could have had master Luhan and it been the same. I think though, the him having the wife 
then can tie into the Egwene bit and make it seem a little bit bigger before we get to, I guess, Fael mm-hmm. is the is the reasoning there. And they say, well, let's get rid of Master Luhan and give Perrin a wife. Right. Um, I'm I'm not opposed to it. I I kind of liked it. I I'm I'm also totally fine with people not liking that he had a yeah. wife and it and yes, having it be Master Luhan because I I I get it. Um. But I'm not. I, it's just one I'm. I'm totally indifferent on. It's of all of, of all of the things that we've had issue. I had issues with in 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 the in the in the season. That was not really one of them for me. Yeah, honestly, Matt and Perrin both like this whole backstory situation. Uh, talk about their struggle. I mean, again, I'm also a book reader, so I know those characters really well, and and everything. I think from Rafe's po- uh, point of view, and just going off of like feedback, what needs kind of uh, bulked up and what's good for a larger show audience. They felt like they needed to, to get them right away connected to Perrin and connected to, uh, to Matt, because in, in episode one, we are instantly, there's emotions associated with both very strong emotions. And so that definitely worked. And I, I think that's where the show was. That episode one is it, it hits you in a lot, a lot of the feels and it's very, very interesting. And I totally understand the episode eight situation with Fane. I get that uh, with the Barney right. uh, Harris and COVID and, and the rewrites uh, that's understandable. And I don't even yeah. know that there's anything they could have done about that. So, right. Maybe, maybe put on Fane, maybe put on Fane being there. Wasn't the plan. Maybe. Yeah. And, may, and, uh-huh. and maybe because my issue is with Padon Fane being there and like, you didn't build him up as a villain. Well, maybe the plan was he wasn't supposed to be, but he still steals the horn. So yeah. we need it's one of these things where it's it's even this interview and a lot of these points we get still don't address like we need we need sure. the tell all like this is exactly what happened and exactly yeah, why. Because well, Matt, I mean, there might have been more uh pot on fame scenes that were cut. I mean, we cut. saw some Laurel stuff that was cut. Um, that would have been cool. Him showing the map and the the through the ways and it I that to me was it's a little thing. I'm glad they gave us the still because then I at least in my head canon can go. All right, yeah. In in the show verse, loyal still right. showed Moraine. You know where they can go and how they can get to. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, moving on to number three here. So Donald um, Finn. I keep wanting to call him Donald Noy, but that's a Game of Thrones character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a Song of Ice and Fire character, specifically yeah. more specifically. So Donald Finn is doing wonderful. Uh, wonderfully, he brings a uh, levity and humor to his work that Rafe has fallen in love with and is doing a perfect job at bringing Matt to life. He brings a magic quality to every scene. Yeah. Um, so that's I'm yeah. sure I'm I, I'm excited. I have to see it before I can really. You know, I have to see it. That's that's really where I'm at on this one. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure they're going to say any new cast members doing great. Right, exactly. I, I, I would say I saw some uh, kind of behind the scenes, just like, well, it's the cast and crew posting stuff on Instagram and things like that. They looked all be getting along well. They look good together, s- sitting at like tables, eating, celebrating someone's birthday. I saw that the other day on one of their stories. It's, it's all going to be, I think it's going to be fine. And it's what you have to do. It's a necessity. So this seemingly, I mean, from, from what I can tell, regardless of what the reason is, Barney Harris didn't come back. And you had to move forward. Yeah, they had to do rewrites and they had to recast. So I'm sure he's 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 doing great and will will do the best that, that he can. Uh, and, and Barney Harris did a great job. He did a wonderful job as Matt. And I'm rooting for this guy, too. 100 percent. Yeah. And hey, still on the whole Barney Harris thing. I, what I can tell, he has not been cast in anything. So something. Right. And I, th- I think if it were like legal trouble, we would know. Right. Because they're. Yeah, be, sure. Court something. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. OK. Rafe says, this is part number, point number four, Rafe says while he can't comment on what the scripts were originally, all of the rewrite changes they had to make in episode seven and eight were written to stay true to the personal journeys of each character moving forward. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know, it's one of these things where without like seeing where like season two is going to go, it's, I get it is it's obvious that those that that that's kind of the case right i mean yeah you know it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of where i'm at this this whole interview really is like, it's like a lot of it's kind of stuff we already know talked talked about broken down a lot you know like rand leaving at the end of episode eight pushes him to a way that's like book four where he's, mm-hmm. he's seems like he's going to the io waste 
totally different circumstances where he's in there in the shadow rising he's with a group but i think you and i have talked about this as well check out any of our like predictions for season two and three and and going forward where i think he's going to go over there do some training on his own ultimately end up coming back probably by the end of season with a aiel clan possibly to go get calendar right so that would i still think and he gets to this point where what we've been saying of the next season probably being two and three books two and three kind of combined running in parallel yeah um so that sort of works the only one to me that's kind of a lot of the characters i should say are sort of where they would be right even i would even say personality wise i think we're a little further along than where we are at the end of the eye of the world Mm -hmm. but really the um the only one that i is like i don't know man is like moraine because she feels like she's out in left field now because she's not at all where she is in the books at this point or any point for a long time yeah it's just different we don't know the consequences of that whole shield and and everything that that happens there i i I almost wondered to me if they did that to kind of um be a reason as to why she might go off screen or or go on a different path for like the first three or four episodes or who knows what they're going to do for season two right but in, in in the great hunt she's only in a couple chapters it's a weird kind of move all right that we varin sedai shows up so i wonder if that was i wonder if that was originally like the plan i think i don't know like like seemingly maybe it was the other thing i wonder is what were the major like like he says here that um he can't comment on what the scripts were originally i wonder if they were drastically different do you think they were well i would imagine that the so the scripts were written because remember they started filming like before like the major covid shutdown Mm mm-hmm like that was like March of 2020. Remember, like right. oh, that yeah. was when we were. That was when we were like, can't get food or toilet paper at the grocery store. Right, right. I got laid off. Like everybody got. Like I feel like the entire oh, yeah. world got laid off like the same week. So, yeah. yeah, it is possible that the scripts before COVID, like even started, right, were totally different, and then everything kind of changed mm-hmm. after that, and everything. So. I can, I and then of course you have a main cast member leave. That totally at the end of episode six, we were like, uh, yeah, this is different. Like, yeah, this is totally different, and it felt weird right. and felt like a reshoot. The footage was clearly sort of reused there in that. I, so that's yeah. a big, that's a big one too. Um, I don't think we can we can underestimate like that. Like I just read on the Lord of the Rings stuff that came out today and the trailer that's coming out this weekend, it, Amazon stuff that like you actually have the showrunners talking about what happened on the day they were shooting Galadriel in the sea. And the showrunner said all like everyone was on their phones. There's closures happening around the world. Things were being like, like just domino effect. And they had no idea where to go. And thankful. And they had, you know, again, they've not even pushed out season one yet. And they were, they were filming around the same time that like wheel of time was and wheel of times. Like we got to get this out. You and I said timing wise, I think they knew, we got to we have more of our show done. We got to push it through. So it's just it's a wild kind of uh, obstacle. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy, crazy element to, to season one. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So who so who knows? Um, so, OK. So number five, Rafe hints the Padan Fane scene was meant for Matt, but can't comment about the original script. I think we all agreed with that after watching that episode that we were like, I feels like parents kind of shoehorned into this that definitely feels like it could have been matt yeah and then there could have been more matt in the, in episode seven remember there's the scene where naive and perrin are walking and they see padon fane and he's like that's the peddler mm-hmm, mm-hmm. padon fane that totally felt like that was meant for matt right because all the stuff with padon fane earlier was matt matt trading trinkets with him and and stuff they seem to have that uh relationship more and like Perrin and and uh, Rand were giving him money in episode one just to kind of, you know, get some lanterns. Right. So he's had money issues. He's doing he's the guy wheeling and dealing with with pot on fame. So, right. yeah. OK, number six. Season two is definitely a combination of books two and three. Some characters will be on book two journeys, some on book three journeys. Matt, the latter for sure. Yeah. And we what? have that. How many times? How we've been, I've been, I've been, Pat I have been in the back, my friend. I have been beating the table. I have been beating the table since like, I don't know, episode four. And when we started projecting out saying, I'm 
You it, were saying it, it before it, that. I'll give you. I know. I was. I was there when you said. Right. It. I pulled up the word count several times. As hey, look, look at they're the two of the shortest books. They both sort of end in similar things. You have these run in parallel. So now, to me, Matt and I. There's another thing that'll come up with it too, where he they say something about. Um, talking about a really cool like Matt scene from book mm. three, I think. Mm. Uh, so, th- so to me, yeah, you're going to have book two, book three run at the same time. You have the hunt for the horn going on, and then maybe it ends in tear instead of um, uh, where's, Falma. where's this? Yeah. Falma. I was yeah. about to say Faldar. I always get him. Yep. Just because, you know, the, they yeah, both end. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, have it end in tear. Maybe Rand gets Kalendor there and we blow the horn of valir on the outside you have it all sort of take place at at the at this thing it's a great way to introduce fail as a hunter of the horn yeah yep and then perrin is hunting down padon fane for stabbing loyal and all this stuff which i know is slightly different but i think and then matt's waking up at the tower you can introduce galad gawain and elaine yeah to me too i think point six here is something that in future podcasts and as we get closer to, to season two this is a fun one to to kind of play with these different characters. I mean, flat out says that we'll have some characters on book two journeys and some on book three journeys that that is. Right. And then, well, yeah, Matt, Matt in the, in the latter of that, for sure. Right. Is- Rand's Rand's book three journey is not being present. So, I mean, Rand isn't even in the book until the very end, pretty much. You, he's right. literally like on the road, you see him in campfires. And so right. we're going to need, we're definitely going to need to change that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that is, this is cool. We'll have to come back to this point for sure. Uh, number seven, Rafe specifically calls out that some of Matt's book three chapters are deeply enjoyable, perhaps the quarterstaff scene, and that Donald Finn, right, the new actor, captures that perfectly in a bizarrely similar way that's incredible to see. So, again, I'm thinking Matt's, you know, a book two for Matt is he's just like there, he's sick, they're hunting the they're hunting the horn, and then he gets it and he and he blows it at the end. Like, you can have him healed and do all of that. Yeah, for sure. He can still rendezvous with everybody. It feels like you got to take some of his his book three stuff or you have to he can still blow the horn. After he can. He, he can. Act, in in fact, stuff. some of the stuff that happens with Tom can happen with Matt because they've already set up. Yeah. Tom and Matt's relationship a little bit more. So maybe like you're not you're not going to be doing Deus de Mar, I guess, with Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more so. important to go to Camelin. I think we, we kind of talked about then than to go to Kyrian or something. So right. a lot of that, yeah, is, is going to be, is going to be pushed forward. And I think he's, I think he's right here. Um, the, the quarter staff scene is something people want to see that people will lose their mind. If they cut that, that's one of the, like the, if no, it's, they it's were, too, it's too important. And Matt, if, if it's true that they were handed like all these reviews and stuff about the books as to what people liked, what they disliked, this was in there as a like for sure. Right. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, number eight, Rafe says that Rand behaves too childishly in book two sometimes and that his emotional journey in season two will directly reflect his aging up for the show without compromising the truth of his experiences in the book. So what does that mean? So that he childishly, I, I don't know that he's childish. His emotional journey. He behaves too childish in book two. Does but he? The... No, I mean, really, he's like book two is all about they're hunting for the horn. They do the waygate with and they see the thousand lives. Right. You know, with with mm-hmm. Inktar's there with them, like book two is short. Book two and three are pretty short. Like a lot of book two is just hunting for the horn. It's not Rand isn't necessarily childish. See, I think that maybe go, comes down to how you read it. I, like I get in the beginning. Right. He doesn't want to step up because he's already stepped up and said, I'm the dragon. He's already yes. done. Something like that. Whereas at the beginning of book two, yeah, he's still kind of refusing that whole role and Moraine's forcing the dragon banner on him, all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's what he's talking about because I feel like he he sets in there and he, he's arguing with Inktar a little bit about how he's... But again, if, if Rand's story is also going to go down, well, we don't know, right? Right. I would, yeah, I guess maybe yeah. childish isn't the right word to use here. I would say reluctant. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Rand is, sure Rand is kind a... of reluctant to, to be the dragon, but that's like, yeah, well, we're on yeah. book. We're on. You know, what book are we on? We're we're books away from this. So I I, I just don't. Right. The the feeling I got from him there was not childish. But think I'm I'm now with him being a ruler and you know, Kyrie and way down the line. So uh, yeah, this is. I'd have to go back and maybe look at the specifics on that. But that's cool. That's actually you know what though. That's a good thing. I'm totally cool with that. If there were childish moments and things like that, then 
then this is right. this is a good thing. Hit hit those um, those points in book two, and that's great. Right. So. Number nine, Rafe explains the decision to delay the fever dream as a way to draw new viewers in, but also to give time to explore and explain what it means to be the dragon in terms of subverting the chosen one trope and the importance of reincarnation. Now, I 100% disagree with this because I don't feel that you actually did any um, explanation as to what the dragon is and why it's important, to be entirely honest. I, I, I feel they totally missed the mark on that this that that season. I mean, because <laughs> again, this is a big failure of episode eight is we're spent, we spend the entire time talking about what it means to be the dragon. And then the person who is the dragon doesn't even do anything. Yeah. He use, he has to use a magical artifact to beat, you know, a guy who looks like, you know, Alfred from Batman. And then, <laughs> I mean, while the girls are on the outside killing a thousand Trollocs, even though, you've already shown us that six Aes Sedai can't take on an army of like 200 people. So where do we, I mean, where do we go? Right. It's like on one hand, here's like six Aes Sedai taking on this army and it's not going to work. We need to get out of here. And then on the other hand, you've got oh, all these, these like two, like there are no, nobody there's even a full trained Aes Sedai. It's just five <laughs> channelers taking on like 10,000 trollocs. So it makes no sense. So uh, I 100% disagree uh, with this one. Oh like, my God. I didn't think, all right, you know, I, I don't know how hard Matt was going to go on that one, but he went all the way. I mean, because that's actually the, you know, the, yeah, uh, true. When, you, you can, you yeah, can say it. It is, it is true. Yeah. When you compare those two episodes, yeah, that is kind of, kind of interesting. I never thought about that original <laughs> battle with, with the, with the green Aja. Uh, and I mean, you had multiple, you had reds and, and everything. warders, you have warders everywhere. it's I ridiculous. Know. It makes no I sense. I, <laughs> you had a few channelers and I mean, Jay, shout out to those women though. If they were turned away from okay. the tower, what's up with the tower? You know what I mean? Like that's, right. that's ridiculous. But, uh, you, one thing too, though, I, a lot was shifted. What I think they tried to do more. So you, see when you, when you, when you read book one, you get a really good sense that there's two sides to the dragon that there's the right. side where it's like, Oh, he's dangerous. He could be the breaking of the world, but yet he's the savior that we all need. And I felt like we got more of the, he's dangerous. He's whatever. We're not really sure, but yet uh, there just wasn't enough that he like that. It's the dragon. I mean, there was, I, I guess to an extent that we're going to force the dragon into the way of the dark one or whatever. Um, but like like you said, Nynaeve, like what they did on screen visually with Nynaeve was, I thought, way cooler than what they did with Rand. Now, it was just because it was all trippy, right? It's it's all this kind of in the right. mind stuff. And it's this glowing sort of and he does use an Angriol and that people who are book readers are going, well, hold on a second, you know. So, uh, yeah, I kind of yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah I, I think what they're trying to see what they what the thing they did was they made it they made it seem like. I guess like the, the whole deal was who is the dragon rather than what is the dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was yeah, the, for was sure. The route they went, which was fine, but right, right. they did. But yeah, I, I disagree with it. And, and you know what his, though? Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Uh, because it is. Yeah, I I, I guess I didn't. Uh, because I was I was kind of saying like, yeah, I'm thinking what is the dragon in that position? What does it mean? But they were going for an emotional connection more so. Right. Now, just that still the payoff at the end as to dragon no, power no. and where we're at. That did feel a little. You know, and again, I don't know if that was COVID rewrites or if they just didn't have right. that. I mean, maybe he was. I mean, that was that's what's interesting with the original script. Maybe he was supposed to be traveling and doing all sorts of crazy stuff and wrecking people. Maybe. And, uh, you know, I don't know. So anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay, number 10, Rafe says that keeping Rand as more of a background character in season one fits the character as someone who doesn't want to stand out and is reluctant to take the mantle of being the dragon. He doesn't want any part of it and has been set up for season two to wrangle with the conflict. See, I, I this is another one I kind of, I his part of his argument is correct and another part of his argument is incorrect because Rand is not a background character in the eye of the world. Mm -hmm. Rand is still like the main character in Eye of the World, um, and he doesn't want it. It's like in Game of Thrones, Jon Snow. I don't want it. Jon Snow doesn't fade into the background. The problem is that is that Rand fades so much in the background in season one that you kind of forget he's there. <laughs> I mean, that's the 
that is that's sort of the that's sort of the the problem his his argument about him not wanting to be the dragon and all of this stuff you know i'm a farmer he is he is struggling with that i don't think they did a good enough job of doing it because this is one of the the the, the lines you walk is you you went with the who is the dragon which was cool i i did like that sort of teasing who the dragon was but you didn't do it enough with ran to be a potential person Mm-hmm. as to who the dragon is and i get why they did it because then it's like oh it's a surprise it's the person you least think it is mm-hmm. yeah. um right but right. you you needed just a little bit more i mean Rand does break down the door right yeah. um but that's like looks that's at dragon before, that's before we see yeah looks at dragon mount yeah. that's bef- that's before we see Nynaeve basically go super saiyan and spirit bomb everything and then matt get like crazy sick with the dagger yeah. So you kind of forget about it. And you also could, you know, it happens kind of fast. I mean, it's pretty obvious because we're looking for it. But I could see how a non-book reader would kind of forget about that because there's all this up, like, you know, the dark friend is chasing you. It's our first dark friend. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I disagree with the idea that he, like, he's he's a background character. Yeah, and I wonder if this is again this is someone's uh summary of the article because exactly I wonder if he right. said that exactly because that that's definitely but if yeah if he well that he wants to keep him as more of a background character right uh yeah there there, there is so much sort of screen time and and dialogue and things that you have because it did feel like Rand didn't speak for a long time you know sort of like right. wow uh once you heard him it really stood out because you're like oh that's Rand speaking and like you you kind of knew it now one thing this actually does uh. Point 10 here makes me think about Egwene a little bit because you just brought up something interesting in that how they, you know, how Rand showed his power. Matt was sick. Nynaeve did her thing. And Egwene, I, I thought it's really a subtle thing. Like we didn't show or, or do enough with Egwene. It didn't seem like it was enough. But I guess it's more what they were going for was the attention given to her by uh, Moraine because right. that still kind of comes through. But it doesn't. It she, does use, she does use the power. Yeah. But. Yeah. The, the problem with it is that in, in terms of in ter- just in terms of what their goal was, which was sort of set up everybody as a potential candidate for the dragon. Mm-hmm. The problem with it was you saw Nynaeve use the power and it was like this big massive. We actually saw Nynaeve use the power twice, like mega right. used the power once in the obviously once with Logan and then once in the ways where Egwene shoots this tiny little fireball at Perrin. And then all of these wolves are attacking the white cloaks. And so you sort of her little fireball, right? I mean, it's like a little ember, yeah. right? See, is lost in this scene where all of these wolves are coming out of nowhere, killing all the white cloaks. So, like, Egwene, as a potential candidate, felt, did it to me, it never felt like it, except for the fact that they just kept saying she was. Right, and they kept giving her the attention, yeah. So that's, because I guess it's kind of like, well, if they're all just throwing around heavy, heavy power. So, I don't know. It's, it, it is interesting, and it, they had to balance it. They had to figure out, how they're going to tease each one of them as the dragon and not make them all the same, not make them all right. just use the power. Cause Matt gets sick and that's really an interesting thing. I think it just would have been better. I think it would have been better to, cause the whole deal was they is that Moraine keeps being reluctant to say it's naive because you know, if, if he, age, it comes yeah. of her age and it comes across though, as she doesn't like her, which is kind of like book accurate, right? Is that they just don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just part of this the way it's the book is written too is it, it feels like as a reader they don't like each other but she really does kind of like her yeah. um i almost just feel like i would just wouldn't have had a Gwen as a as a candidate and then i mean that's the other thing too is i almost feel like i would have just kept it honestly the way it is where it's the boys but mm-hmm. then have Nynaeve do her thing and it's like something so crazy like i wouldn't have started with the idea that it could have been a woman I think I would have started with it's it's supposed to be a boy and then you have Nynaeve use her power and then it's because they then they go into the idea that we don't know. Mm-hmm. So and she questions, was I wrong? So if you have Nynaeve use her power like that, then she's like, are we even right about this? Mm-hmm. Then I think it sets it up more. Well, maybe Egwene could be it, too, rather than starting with Egwene and like naive ish right potentially being candidates you still could have done it all but if you had just focused it on the boys we would have been looking at rand perrin and matt for like a book for a few more episodes and then you have naive your thing and then it opens the whole box again of like are we even right when she questions it with suan 
Yeah, no, that's cool. That makes sense. I, I will say at least, you know, I, as we're talking about this, I've, I've thought it is interesting that the, they did, they did change the idea that a dragon, that the dragon could be a woman because right. um, I guess when you think about the, the wheel turning, over and over and over and that the chosen one I'm, sh I'm sure it's possible at some point well, right yeah yeah know. yeah but just that just the idea that the prophecies would say that the chosen one is always male i, I get where that they as a right. studio they came out and said yeah we gotta make some adjustments but i like your i like i like your idea too that right. we could you know you well, can I mean, in, around when that when that comes up i would say in theory like in in just in a book theory right you know you're talking about the wheel turns thousands and thousands and thousands of times it's kind of like a multiverse that in theory, it could have been that the women, right, you know, the other way around, right, where the what if the female half had gotten tainted and it was the <laughs> males who said, we're going to shut them off. Like it could <laughs> it could have happened the other way around. And then I think the dragon potentially could have been a female. I think it's right. in theory like it's possible. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just interesting. Yep. Right. Number 11, Rafe says, folks, misread the Egwene Nynaeve scene and they will be keeping the death cannot be healed metaphysics in the show and apologies to the fans for it not being clear. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, I, I, here's the, here's the, here, here's the thing. I get that you're apologizing, but saying that folks misread it. No, I think you mistold it. There is because to say that we misread it implies that you like miss you your interpretation of it was incorrect not my telling you of how it is is correct there's a difference between misreading and misspeaking mm -hmm. yeah yes i would say that, that they misspoke as opposed to us misread but apologies for the fans for it not being clear yeah okay it, yeah it is what it is it's That's one right. of those things like they it went too far and how do you come how do you come back from from charred out eyes you know what i mean it's it's right. I, I that would i mean those, those people are burning from the inside out you know like right we just we just actually watched it kill a couple other people and look like Nynaeve right. died the same way they died so right. um she, she's laying there matt i mean she's i know i, I know it's so bad hold on a second <laughs> is she laying she's laying there dead i mean that's i don't i, I don't know that she's i don't know that she's dead i would say she's She's very, she's on the edge, you know, very <laughs> smoke is coming from her eyes and she's not. Breathing. Well, you're, you know, the heart's still beating a little bit and you've got yeah, so yeah. much time. And I mean, I would say, you know, right, right. She's, right. I can give, I can give at least that, but yeah, it's, it was, it was not it. misread. It was, is... it, it might've, it might've been a, it might've been a script misread. You know, well, I mean, again, this guy, mis this guy, misread by 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 the creators here, right, right, and we got to be careful too. This this guy is also giving us his right. And his it quick... break. It's a right. This is a breakdown of a of a, know, a pretty big article, uh, in, in right? A, so yeah. he could actually have misinterpreted it, and now we're misinterpreting it too. But yeah. Yeah. this is a it was a podcast. It was actually from there. Know, yeah, know, so. yeah. But yeah. All right. All right. Uh, here we go. So. Number 12, he says the original script, talking about Rafe, uh, had Egwene using the healing skills Nynaeve taught her by during uh, by uh, during wisdom training to heal her as a circular theme, and she was not meant to use channeling to heal her. Well, if she wasn't meant for it, then... And why... Why are we talking about the original I, script? I thought we weren't talking. I thought we weren't talking about it. I know. It, see, this is see, this is Hold the on, thing. There you go. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> you see, you start putting these pieces together. Well, the fans misread this, and it, we I can't talk about the original script. But here's the end. See, this is where the this is where the dark side is. The dark friends that on our channel that are the ones that saying, "Hey, this is trash." Mm -hmm. This is where I will. Okay, you know what? Maybe the light isn't right. Maybe the dark is is the way, and I gotta agree Whoa. with some of these people a little bit here. Well, now hang on. So you might be hanging out with Rafe because <laughs> I think his light went out. Right? You, right. Said, you said it years ago. Uh, okay. Yeah. This this is so. <clears throat> I mean, I get it. Timing. So the original script. Yeah. Uh, maybe the maybe the 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 injury wasn't like all this channeling crazy electric stuff. Yeah. Which which would make a lot more sense if it's something more like the book. They get knocked and are thrown against a tree and hit their head, and they're you know it's and then she's got to go over and use sort of uh, the herbs and maybe some healing gets gets in there just based upon 
uh, emotions or energy and, and stuff. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Number 13, the choice to make burning out physical was made to create a clear setup for viewers of the risk of channeling and that the girls will struggle deeply with this even throughout the entire series. Okay. I can see. Yeah. That. I like I'm on, board with, I'm on board with that. Yeah. I think that's fine. And it was, it was shocking it was to see them and even to see Leandrin when she comes close and you see the veins, like, like the power rippling and like, like the glow behind her face. You're like, Whoa, Holy smoke. Something's up. And that's a great way to do it visually um same thing they do with all the weaves and us seeing uh you know female male weaves the whole thing right. i'm i'm cool with i think you have to kind of do that and i think it's it's excellent so uh number 14 on the perceived power creep Ra uh rafe comments that the ending of the eye of the world has a battle scene that feels impossible to top but the books do it time and time again and the show will too and that they are going to need a massive vfx budget for the last battle well, you're gonna okay. need a, you're gonna need a, you're gonna need a bigger budget than you got because let's get. I've been watching. I've been watching. People keep saying uh, CW graphics are bad, right, and all this stuff. I don't know, man. I've been watching C. I've been watching Smallville, and let me tell you, that's like CW two thousand two, and they had some decent VFX then. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah I, there's there's created. some there's some better VFX in that than there are in this, and this is twenty twenty. So yeah, well, know. I I I will say this. I I like I like that the. So, yeah, the ending of the other world has a battle scene that feels impossible to top. Right. And then you top it in the next book and then you top it in the next book. And whether you agree with that or not, they're both they're on the same scale. Right. They're at least right. mega, mega, me mega battles. And uh, that's that's a good thing to know. I, I like that. I want to see that's how the books right. felt. I mean, I, if you're going to wrap up book two and three together, like Matt's saying with the whole Falma or tier, wherever it's at, like give us that battle in the sky and let's 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 go at it. Right. Yeah, and we've we've talked about this COVID, all this stuff. Although I will say, the, our issues the I I didn't have an issue with the VFX in the final battle of the of the thing. I thought it actually looked kind of cool. Like some of the lightning, it's all sweet. It just should have been Rand doing it, not the girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so you. That's and that's a story. That's a story. It's a story decision, not a right, right. I get a, not a not a graphics decision. The issue. Right. Because it would have been I, I think people are like, well, you know, what would you have done with with the girls? And it's like it's really not about what you, it's it's about building wh who the dragon is or who this person is. Like, like, again, I love the moment. Right. But I guess I, I know why people say, well, that's I, that's why I wonder what the original script said. Like, did they give that same to sort of, you know, that aspect right. of it to Nynaeve and, and Egwene? Uh, or did they change that? Like, was Matt involved? Was, was there more kind of, yeah. did they all go? I think you, just, I think you just could, I think you just could have had, you could have had the city getting attacked and have a Gwen and you could have had them, you could have had them like doing something on a smaller scale, using the power right? to save a few, using people. the power in the city, having like more of the women, right? Cause all the men go forward, like the women of the city, which they say is going to be a thing using bows and arrows and stuff like that. You could have had a Gwen and I healing people, which would have been cool. Cause then you could have shown a Gwen healing people and then having to heal Nynaeve too afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Oh, the dragon. Cause they talk about like, did Rand fail when the Trollocs start coming through? It's like, no, he just hasn't finished it yet. And then you could still do that big lightning thing and have it be from Rand. Yeah. And yeah. And the, and the other bit they're trying to get to is like, yeah, not having anyone, not having that, that Trolloc, horde kind of invade the city and keeping right baldara you know i i so anyways yeah it's just it's just it's just what they did and right. it's it's different and i hope that yeah i hope they have a bigger budget for season two they've greenlit it for season three so i would imagine that they will yeah i think our biggest thing too is not that you gave a big moment like that and them defending the city just give another like even if you would have made the fight or whatever it was at the eye of the world more monumental right we would have been like, all right, fine. Get like, that's, that's, that feels even right. spread and that's, that's okay. And there's a grandiose moment here. Grandiose. It just felt like their moment was actually more grand. It feel, right. It feels like we've been the whole, the whole season was saying, Hey, the dragon reborn is this really important thing. And then it feels like it's not. Yeah. Cause that, we didn't really, we got that that guy transforms. Es well, es especially because, especially because earlier we were told by Moraine that the dragon reborn's power, you know, yours will be like a trickle of this, you know, like the sun, all that, all that yes, stuff. Visually, like, it, 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 I, I really, because, really, because, really, because he actually can't even do it by himself. He needs a, he needs on, you know, Sangreal to even do it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I know, oh, yeah. gosh. 
Here we go. Number 15. On the Moraine Shield stilling situation, he can't reveal anything because of its importance to future seasons. Also, Moraine will get um, to explore her true strengths, willpower, and intelligence over her channeling abilities. Mm-hmm. This is the this is a big change, so we're gonna have to sort of see how it goes, really. Um, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to it's hard to comment on until we kind of see could be cool the way they do it. And again, I'm fine with be. any change as long as it works yeah if it doesn't then it's easy to criticize because you have a guide you literally have the playbook on how to make it work yeah robert jordan wrote it down for you yeah Yeah, Um, exactly yes no and and i think this is something that could be potentially cool and i just i wonder how far they're going to take it and like it talks about like her willpower and her intelligence and one of the moves she makes in book two is to go seek out more of the prophecies it seems like they're under informed like they don't know enough about these prophecies and they don't really know what the next step should be for the dragon. Their plan was to throw the dragon in front of the dark one. And they don't even really right. know much about that. So it's, I, it's like, I mean, I think we'll see her seeking. And to be yeah. honest, really Moraine doesn't really honestly outside. Like once you get past book one from this until the end of fires of heaven, she doesn't really use the power that much on like page. So it's yeah. kind of, a, I'm, it's kind of like, okay it's weird because we don't know where you're going with it but story-wise i don't know that it's really going to change that much she kind of she kind of takes a backseat and is just kind of an advisor to rand you kind of forget she's there yeah until yeah exactly book two for sure and it's not until like book three at the like even towards the end of that where she which is what they might be doing which is like a whole season of her not using her power and then she figures it out or she kept that to herself or she learns a way to do it and i don't know we'll see in season two, if they're just going to do the, the the Falma situation where it is really Rand and Perrin and Matt doing all of the, right. the fighting and the heroes of the horn, then Moraine can still be going through whatever it is that she's this arc or dealing with the shield right. slash slash. What if you killing. also what if you also give some of the things she does, like with Balefire, right to Moraine and Egwene and seems like Elaine and it's them doing it and that it sort of scales up the girls See, yeah. like instead of Moraine doing it, it's the girls that get scaled up. Yeah, yeah, could, could, like, could be. and to make them seem more powerful and I guess on an equal playing field with some of the other. It's like I'd be, I'd be okay with that. It's a weird way to do it, but I like, I can see with Moraine's like she does end up taking like in book four. She's just there and now you waste with Rand. Like hanging out, right? Advising, trying to get in. And so she goes and gets that knowledge, and she does in tier two. So that's where I think they they might be taking some of her going into like tier. She goes down into the basement, and she she goes through uh, the tier on Grial to the realm of the what is it, the snakes and the foxes or whatever. And then right. she does that again in 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 Rudion, or she goes through those tier on Grial. So it's all about information and intelligence. Right. And then I could I could yeah I could maybe see that's the, I could see him going a different route too where. Imagine if she gets caught by the white cloaks. I mean, now we're talking like way off script here, but it's more into the book, into the show verse. She gets caught by the white cloaks and they think she's a channeler, but she actually can't channel anymore. Oh, that'd be interesting. So that could be a cool scene. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll just have to see. I think it's, this is very interesting right. and I'm, I'm happy with, with what's going on. And I, I think uh, it's fitting and yeah, have to, have to see, have to see it play out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, Rafe wanted to introduce the W. Oh, what the White Tower in season one before even pitching the show as the Aes Sedai or a core element of the show and one of the things that yeah that truly makes Wheel of Time unique. Hundred percent down. I'm hundred percent fine with that. Moving that yeah. forward, the Aes Sedai is you you I do it for for the show watchers. I do think you needed to get get that i i do agree with that change 100 and it makes sense you don't need to go kyrian and you know camelin and a lot of these other cities have the white have the white tower be your king's landing essentially right and have all the big stuff to, i'm totally fine with that 100 yeah this is really cool and it it makes it's the big power center you have to it's it's really important going forward in the rest of the series the white tower is a big deal whether you know Camelin, like like Camelin and Kyrian and some of these cities, you, you go to, you come, you leave, you go away from, you go to the Iowa waste. We never go back there, you know, uh, for for a time. And so it's just like, yeah, you need the White Tower because it's always ever present and it's a big deal. So definitely a good move there. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, on Moraine and Swan's relationship, Rafe says, as a uh, queer person, it was obvious to him 
they had a relationship and that it is critical to showing them as individuals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Some people, I think it's, I don't know that it's, it's not like a hundred percent spelled out, but right. it's like one of those things that's very, very, very obvious. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah. I was, I was, I was fine with that. I liked it. I'm I, a lot of, I actually, I don't remember seeing a lot of even like from some of the trolls, right. Criticism. Like if you want to say that, right. The, the, the trollics, right. Some of the people who have, we've had uh, in live chats and stuff, which is like almost a hundred percent negative. I don't even feel like they were, they were critical of that. So. Right. Yeah. It is interesting too that they showed us. Um, it felt like in the books, like that relationship was a was a previous thing and maybe not an ongoing thing. But current. Yeah. Yeah. So so now it, they, they've made it kind of a current thing, which I think some people, if you want to get real picky, are going to go, well, what about you know her her future relationships? Is it still going to be with right. Swan? And I say, hey, if it is, it is. You know, that's that that is that's okay. That's not like a. I don't think so. Actually, major, I, th I, th I think in. I think actually part of the thing I actually think one of the great decisions. I think it might even be the next uh, slide here, um, yeah. as is yeah. uh, talking about like the oath rod. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they don't they don't get that or they're right, but they, they here they talk about where they uh, where they had it, but. Yeah, I um so eighteen point eighteen, and I'll kind of tie this in here. He can't confirm where the hut was, right? Like, um, the, yeah, whether it was, tell, it was a, in tell the dream world, yeah. right? Or, any or, the, or a dream shard, yeah, the dream shard. But they have matching Terran Grial and Sarah. That's Sarah Nakamura, the the sort of lore master, right? Was critical in developing this part concerning the warding of the oath. Moraine will definitely be exploring how much freedom it gives her in the future so i do so again i do i like that because she took that oath it almost felt like we can't see each other again until everything's everything's over and i think that we we know what happens to swan a little bit she gets kind of kicked out of the tower and then that's going to cause her to go in a direction it's going to cause moraine to go in a direction and then i think maybe we'll get a conversation between them at some point but they're already you know kind of mo moved on and hey it's one of those things where well you know if only things had been different yeah but yeah for sure for sure well uh okay follow me on this i this will be interesting to see maybe they have something planned for this but uh the the dream world like entering you know you as we've been reading doing our, our read through to enter in the flesh is like a really not you know, not necessarily a good thing. Right. Hopper warns against it. The wise ones do. So I kind of wonder if they are going to do something like this and it's going to come back to kind of uh, bite them in the butt, if you will, for right. like when the wise ones are like, what are you guys doing? You can't, you should not be meeting that way or you should not be. It's dangerous. And they they kind of dismiss it until the forsaken capture or get a hold of them. You know what I mean? Like they might right. this might be a trip up where they thought it was a safe place to mean it seemed dreamy and it was cool. And it's not. And it's not. Yeah. So that would be that'd be kind of wild for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number nineteen. The marriage vow is one hundred percent accurate, and that was entirely intentional. Okay. The marriage vow. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were saying that the whole oath rod thing felt like it was a marriage vow. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Unless, unless I'm mistaking it for something, I cannot think of any other marriage vow that there was. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm, I'm confused on that one. So. Yeah, you guys can hit us up in the comments on that. I, yeah, I guess that would be the only time where there was a that was right. a whole a whole moment between them. They were very emotional, and so yeah, okay, all right, yeah. And he says one hundred percent accurate. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused by that. I, I, I need to listen. I need to like that's when I need to go listen to the podcast the full, and hear the, yeah. hear like the context of what he's saying. Uh, the Age of Legends characters and their motivations will have a critical impact on our characters. And the wording of the conversation between Luce, Theron, Telamon, and Latra was 100% intentional and will be explored later. Uh, and I think if you click on the next one, mm -hmm. um, it, okay, maybe not. I thought I thought there was I thought there was one thing where they're talking specifically about him being about Luce Theron being the dragon reborn as opposed to the dragon. Oh, well, that's probably what this is about, though, like the, the critical wording, right? And saying, right, like they chose that intentionally to say, we're going to explore more of how, you know, he had a predecessor or something, right? Or, or right. whatever. Yeah. Which is cool. I was really happy that they did that the way that they did. The Age of Legends felt uh, legit. I love that people were finding things like the in, in the first episode, the city and the vines all over the old kind of. Um, yeah, that was cool. And it's literally like from the Age of Legends, maybe something that wasn't broken or whatever a, a remnant and it's just completely covered and then when you see 
because the silhouette of it is almost identical to what we see in episode one. Yeah. And we see this flashback. We're like, oh, wow, that's like the towers and the buildings and everything. So that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, number 21, I think there's 23 total. On the Sean Chan, they are going for maximum punch in the gut impact, and the costumes are astounding in season two. No comment on the gags. Um, yeah, wow. I thought they looked, I thought the Sean Chan looked cool. Yeah, for me too. The little, for a little bit there, I, I thought it was kind of a weird scene to just show them like killing this one little girl on a beach, but um, like Did this full like it? army this full like army attacking yeah i don't think it came across the way they intended and like yeah it feels kind of so left out of left field i mean you get the one little line but again to a total show watcher only You're like who are these people what's going on Why right. is it, it's a big who are these people we have no freaking clue right and, and yeah. i think that's a go that's an attempt to try to drive people to content creators and blogs right. and books and so on oh yeah so yeah. yeah, I mean, just from what they looked like, I'm down because I thought it was, I de- I did think it was a cool cool look. Yeah, totally. Cool. It looks a totally different style of everything we've seen so far. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yep. Uh, 22. Avienda has definitely been cast, and Rafe kind of confirms the desert leak. Uh, I guess there's you know desert leak that they're filming means we will see the IO waste in season two, and that we are getting more Iel in season three than people are expecting. Wow. See, I think you might be onto something where he uh it's revealed to him you know rand is going to be curious about his mother his heritage right. the whole thing you know stuff with tam i i feel like he's going to go on this arc and you've said maybe it's something like what we see in the dragon reborn he's not necessarily a part of chasing down the horn um that he'll go away for three or four episodes he i might think go I, I think rand's arc is going to be like shadow rising where he's in the io waste he might even he might even go to uh rudy on as like yeah. a trial like they could totally change it around but i i think i think season two ends i don't even i, I i'm maybe even thinking like calendar and stuff like that might not it might not I, I don't know it might get pushed back um you and i were actually talking about a cool way to do it would be i actually like that the horn of valir was in Valdara as opposed to at the eye oh yeah and then it, it could be this thing where like each of like the big houses potentially has one of these things that they have to like are sort like of a dragon item. Yeah. Right. Like a dragon item that they're protecting. Like that could be cool. And so tears has calendar, maybe, um, y- you know, maybe, uh, queen Morgays has the dragon has banner, yeah. right. It's something like that. And it's like this like sort of relic or, you know, that they, that each person has to protect. It's like yeah. their sort of family line. I think that could be a cool way yeah, to make cool. each yeah. house seem important. Yeah, I like that a lot because that would mean like, okay, even if somebody got it from Camelin and Moraine said, you know, he's going to get Kalendor and Tyr, we need to get the Dragon's Banner from Morgay's, convince her that he's the one, all this kind of stuff. Her daughter right. maybe meets him later or something. You know, cool. Because that, that, that works. Yeah, that does work better. And then you get to set up political you know drama stuff like that uh, yeah so. also also moraine could read a line that she dismisses about the aiel and and the this the, his people the dragon's people coming across you know the waste yeah. maybe he leads them across and it's something at the end she's like oh my god there there they are you know so, right yeah that's cool interesting uh 23 i think this is the last one yet no season two confirmation date but rafe said it's not mid 2022 uh and there definitely will be a gap between lord of the rings and season two's release but there will be very cool content for us released before season two um that's and that's it yeah i cannot imagine that they would go back to back with this and lord of the rings uh, I don't know how many i'm guessing lord of the rings is probably minimum eight episodes and that has a yeah. confirmation date of like beginning of september like september 5th yeah, second, or second, second or something yeah. like that yeah so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna run you from september october um pretty much will be it so then you're gonna need something for that december date but my guess is that you don't want to stack it against you know something that i think is probably coming out which is the mandalorian season three it's probably mm-hmm. december you don't want to stack it against that so oddly i think it's going to be it's probably going to Maybe it's like January 2023. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the idea. I like what they, I mean, I just thinking about it, if you're trying to push a yeah. show or whatever, like Paramount Plus, it has me with football. Then it's got me with Picard. It's got me, uh, Matt and I, like right. the, the Halo show. So yeah, you want your your show. I mean, the Lord of the Rings Amazon- is going to bring a lot of people. Yeah. You know, it's going to well, Amazon. Amazon's, I mean, Amazon's crushing it with a lot of the new content. Reacher's really good. Um, 
I just saw another trailer for Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is one of their bigger shows. You know, The Boys, that's a big show. So, I mean, they've they have begun to get their wheels turning. Jack Ryan's supposed to get another season. So, yeah. they're like really into like the whole like Tom Clancy stuff. Like really that's into cool. it. They got yeah. a lot of they got a lot of like Tom Clancy content. Um and yeah. uh so cool. Well, you know, yeah, I think it's cool and I think it's, it's, it, this is this is awesome. I think um for me, you know, s- season one was was successful i felt like there were there were some issues and it sounds like you know rafe I mean, yeah he's out here listening to what people he's reading you can't be kind of ignorant to everything that's being said by by the fandom and the base and like the, the, the ratings the critics and all that kind of stuff and that that everything gets criticized and it's all going to have its its ups and its downs or its its hiccups they had a major hurdle with Barney Harris and some of this original script stuff like we're kind of joking about it a little bit but i i really do think they like some, I don't know how 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 you navigate that, and and I, it's it's impressive that it still kind of came out and functions and and right and works, you know. And Look, has- all I'll all I'll say is I'll I'll end this with a joke because I love to make jokes. Okay, <laughs> we just need a bigger budget. That's all it comes down to. Okay, and let me let me bring this up. Did you see this in the news? I don't know what what it was about Jeff Bezos and his super yacht and the bridge oh. over there. My God, no. Did you see this deal? Okay, so apparently Jeff Bezos is like is building this like super yacht that has to be pulled by like a smaller yacht. And it's they're like this bridge, this historical bridge is gonna have to be like taken down so we can get his yacht through. And we can't get freaking money for wheel of time. I mean, come on, Jeff. Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. Also, I mean, I know why we <laughs> the other reason we can't get money for wheel of time is he gave it all to Lord of the Rings. Like he's, he's so much more of a he is a fan of fantasy series. So definitely Wheel of Time was is this important. this bridge, this like, historical bridge has to be dismantled so he can get his yacht through. OK, that's and unbelievable. Koenig's saving. I don't know. You know, get Lottie in here. She she knows how to read yeah. that stuff. Right. <laughs> she, right. She can read German. Yeah. Or Dutch. You know, I mean, what are we do? I mean, that is wild, dude. I can't believe you. Just you've got that a yacht that's so big that you have to take down a historical bridge and. We've got Trollocs that look like C- they're on the CW. I mean, Jeff, you're going to space, bro. What are what are we doing? Yeah, why doesn't that yacht just fly over the bridge? I don't understand what. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, so like, the Wheel of Time can't can't get a bigger budget, but we're we got a super yacht that. I mean, that's all. That's why he's buying super yachts instead of putting money into Wheel of Time. What an interest. That's crazy, man. That is it's it's <laughs> wild. Hopefully he was just sort of like, let's see what these guys can do. Uh, w- w- you know, it was a challenge for him. And he's going to just open the the checkbook or whatever, because God. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. And hey, you know what? Shout out to Rafe, who is pushing for those things Who wants obviously right. obviously wants more money. A lot of people worked on the show. They did a great job. It's a beautiful show. The cast is wonderful. Um, yeah, it's great. There was it's- a lot I liked. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to like, and and uh, clearly all the um the numbers out out there while it was going on. Now again, they're going to be compared to the likes of House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, all those things. But for what it is, and if we're not right. it not being a, a a fantasy series like Lord of the Rings that has literally you know ton decades and decades of a fan base, uh, yeah, I think it did fine. I think it did. A, a good it was job. the I'm number one there. most. Yeah, number one most demanded new show, whatever mm-hmm. that means. That I don't know yeah. that, that I don't know that actually somebody actually commented and they're like, I don't think that I don't think I think you might be reading that wrong. It doesn't mean that it was the most watched. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the it was the most demanded new show. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's there's that too. So I don't right. did it do better than The Witcher? I don't know because we don't we don't have those numbers. Now, do I is it gonna do better than House of the Dragon? No, but no, no of new yeah. shows so now it'll be in a second season and again i mean i think it'll it'll you know it'll it'll look better it'll improve they've yeah i think it's done, they've done this before yeah it, it's job lord of the rings is going to be bringing a, a crap ton of people its job is to keep people on for a while keep them keep them around for yeah. a few more months i mean they're they're there great. they've obviously they've obviously liked enough to green light it to season three so yeah yeah so cool this was this was interesting um and I, again Shout out uh, to to who was this again? Uno, um, Uno's eye patch. Uno's eye patch. The the golden crane. Yeah, at Uno's underscore eye patch. Wow, uh, All right, doing the lights work there. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. Absolutely. So awesome. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Thanks for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, thanks for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, we will be back with our regularly scheduled programming. The reread uh, just had this bit of news pop up. We had to talk about it, but we will be rereading uh, chapters one through. Well, it's my first read, but chapters one through three of Lord of Chaos. And we just did the prologue and I'm back on track because. Yeah. You know, I was not a fan so much of Fires of Heaven, and now I'm back in Lord of Chaos, and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving it. I'm like, boom, this is great. I'm back, yeah. back in. So we'll be definitely be doing that. But if you guys want extended content, as I have tons of extra Wheel of Time content, you can check out over on our Patreon, or if you can check out on Apple Premium. If you guys listen to the podcast, Apple Premium, I think, is totally the way to go because it gets you access to all of our show's content. We talk Game of Thrones, Star Wars. As sometimes Harry as Potter. and I just talk Harry Potter, and then we have another one that's called the Matt Ness Show. It's as and I talking about literally everything: Pepsi yes. versus Coke, are aliens real? You name it, we'll talk. Oh about Oh my it. god! So and obviously Pepsi is better. So you can go check any of that stuff out. But as always, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.